Good morning, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. Today is the 25th of October, 2020. Our family worship service for today focus on the theme, How Often Do I Pray? Our readings comes to us from the Holy Scriptures as it is written in Deuteronomy chapter 9, verses 15 to verse 29. Our second reading comes from Philippians chapter 1, verse 4. And our final reading for this morning's family worship service comes from our main text, the Gospel according to St. Mark chapter 1, verse 35. Our focus verses for Deuteronomy is Deuteronomy chapter 9, verse 25 and 26, and parts, so the A part of 27. The verses reads as follows. I lay prostrate before the Lord, those forty days and forty nights, because the Lord had said, He would destroy you. I prayed to the Lord and said, O sovereign Lord, do not destroy your people, your own inheritance, that you redeemed by your great power and brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And then our second reading, Philippians chapter 1, verse 4, In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy. And then our gospel reading for this morning, Mark chapter 1 verse 35, and it reads as follows. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. This is the good news of Christ. Let us join together in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, let your word be a lamp to our feet, a light to our path. Give us grace to hear you speak and strengthen us to live in the light of your word. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour, to him with you and the Holy Spirit, one blessed God, be glory and unending praise. Amen. The theme of our family worship service this morning how often do you pray? And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, do you find yourself reluctant to pray? Do you find yourself wondering whatever you should say in your prayer? Do you sometimes repeat the same old phrases? As you repeat the same old phrases and sayings, do you find that there is no real depth and real meaning in your prayers? This is what many believers experience today, and so they cease to pray altogether. When we realize that in our speaking with God and our praying, that we are not contending with flesh and blood, but that we are praying against the principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, only then we will conquer this feeling of reluctancy to pray. And so our intercessions for others, for the community, for the nation, our families, and all the challenges people faced in life must have the mark of perseverance. You must persevere in our prayer life if we are to be 
commensurate with answers which our asking seeks. Our practice of interceding for people, of interceding for situations and events, can be carried on best when we are and have a disciplined prayer life. A disciplined prayer, prayer life speaks to the issue that we cannot only pray when we feel like it to pray. Perseverance in our prayer life addresses the issue that we cannot only pray when we feel like it to pray. Leaving our prayer life to our feelings can turn out to be disastrous for us because many times our feelings can be erratic. Many times our feelings fluctuate and depending on our feelings, we can become irresponsible with our prayer life. And so more often than not, we may feel like, I don't feel like praying today, or I don't feel like praying right now. The outcome of this behavior pattern is that we may fail to pray altogether. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did not leave the practice of his prayer life at the mercy of his feelings. It was never about whether Jesus feels to pray or not. Jesus did not pay any attention to his feelings. The discipline of whether we should pray or should not pray, his practice of prayer is revealed to us in the Gospel according to St. Mark chapter 1, verses 35, as Mark uncovers it for us. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. It is Jesus who withdrew to his own space to spend some time alone in the presence of God. It was these moments of silence, it was in these moments of solitude and prayer that were the secret of the life of Jesus Christ. These moments of silence and solitude and prayer is the reason why Jesus lived such a focused life, why Jesus remained unwavering in his purpose. And it is in these moments that Christ nurtured his intimacy with God, his Father. These moments strengthened and these moments energized Christ to remain firm in his mission to the world. It gave Jesus a deep sense of certainty. It gave Jesus a deep sense of assurance. It created an awareness that he and God is in it together. And so his movement from his point, his movement from his place of prayer, always translated into the will of God in people's lives. His movement from his point or his place of prayer always translated into the will of God for humanity as a whole, as Jesus shares himself with the broken and the battered and the bruised people that he encountered during his life here on earth. It says that as Jesus himself, through his actions, it says that as Jesus himself, through his actions, becomes an answered prayer to many, that God is graciously present in the lives of people. 
it says that God is active. And where God is active, God's activity brings with it life-transforming changes. God's activity brings with it benefits that shapes, benefits that forms us. And it leads us into a deeper, more meaningful relationship with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Therefore, we should not allow any activity under the sun to push prayer out of the central position that it should hold in our lives. Otherwise, if, we pr if prayer is no longer in a central position in our lives, then it is time to cleanse ourselves from leaving our prayer life up to our erratic feelings and fluctuating emotions. This is then what we need to cleanse ourselves from. And so it's Moses who teaches us that praying helps us to learn more about God in new and in challenging ways. The book of Deuteronomy gives us a description of a leader who were interceding on behalf of his people, a people who had incurred the wrath of God by their sinful behavior. Their short memory of God's deliverance led them to create another God to serve their selfish needs. It was this, the creation of another God, which insulted the integrity of God's grace and which triggered this prayer of Moses. And so this is what Moses had to say as he had his conversation with God. He said, O sovereign Lord, do not destroy your people, your own inheritance, that you redeemed by your great power and brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Overlook their stubbornness. Overlook the stubbornness of the people. Their wickedness and their sin, his prayer continues. Moses' prayer is direct, his prayer is heart-hitting, his prayer is honest, it comes from his heart. He does not mince his words. His prayer is framed in that deep, meaningful relationship he had with God. It speaks of a life of communion with God. And it is Moses' communion and fellowship with God that opened for him this kind of honest, this kind of heart-hitting, and this kind of prayer in which he does not mince his words. It speaks of the depth of his faith in God. But it also challenges you and it also challenges me. It challenges you and me to endure in our prayer life. Endurance is one of the hallmarks of Christian believers. As much as the Christian life involves, at times, enduring hardships and enduring suffering in order to taste victory, we also have to endure in our own prayer life. We need to pray without ceasing. Jesus calls us to examine our attitudes and to examine our activities and after that examination, to ask ourselves, what priority do we give to prayer in our lives? What amount of time do we devote to the practice of prayer in our lives? 
What amount of time do you devote to the practice of prayer in your life? Communion with God should come before whatever we do in life. Otherwise, our love for Jesus will grow weak, and as disciples of Christ, we may falter in our walk with God. Thus, if we have not done so yet, we should deliberately set time aside for prayer, and we will become aware of how God is at work in our lives. And our God, in a fuller sense, begin to occupy our lives. A deliberate practice of prayer transforms us and it leads us into the depths of God's being. Praying for a particular job for someone some time ago, she reported back to me and she said, I got the job, but it is not what I thought it would be or what I really wanted. It is actually worse than my previous employment. It makes us even think that in our asking of God, we should think before we ask God, and we should be careful what we ask God. We might just get what we are asking for. Or we may say today, my life is fast. It is filled. It is filled with all kinds and all sorts of activities. It is filled with my work. And so my fast life, my filled life, and my work strangles my prayer life. It is difficult to step or to stop this life of mine. My life is rushed and it is filled with too much noise. And so we can delay the time of bringing ourselves to a halt. We can delay the time of bringing ourselves to a stop or take time out of our filled lives to stop and to just have a conversation with God. Stop to listen to God as God answers our prayers. We certainly don't want God to bring us to a halt. We certainly don't want God to bring us to a stop. In order for us to listen to and to read what is going on in our lives. Because when God brings us to a halt, or when He brings us to a stop, it comes with consequences. And so, sisters and brothers in Jesus Christ, confess therefore your non prayer life to God and say, God, I am sorry that I have delayed my time of having communion with you, of having conversations with you. Help me to persevere and help me to endure. Help me to stop and to listen to what's going on inside of, my, of me and inside of my life. And so today I pose this question to you. What is your prayer life like? How often do you pray? Glory be to God, our Father. Glory to be, be to God, our Mother. Glory be to God, our Creator and our Friend. Glory be to Jesus Christ, our Saviour and our Lord. Glory be to the Holy Spirit, our Upholder and our Guide. Amen. Let us pray. 
Lord, help me to put prayer first and to put prayer foremost in my life and learn to speak to you in my moments of silence and in my moments of solitude. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.